1: Hey, Brandon, how are you? Thank you for taking the time to hop on. Hey, junior I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Now, I guess the first question is, who in Houston thought that the Texans would be in this position, this spot, today? Tell me. Who is it? I need to know because I need to ask them lottery numbers.
2: Yeah, yeah junior I'd be lying to you if I said it was me, And I can tell you even the most pie-in-the-sky optimistic Texans fan wouldn't have had them winning nine games and wouldn't have had the final game of the regular season be a do-or-die moment with an opportunity to go to the playoffs. So I I would say close to no one. Maybe there was someone out there, but it's somebody that's on the radio, interacts with people on social media, online, in person when we do our remote shows, there was some optimism. Don't get me wrong, Jr. There was some optimism and a buzz about D'Amico Ryan coming in as the head coach. He played here. He's very trusted here, well-respected, well-known around the area. And so there was some excitement with that. And C.J. Stroud, the number two overall pick at quarterback, I think there was a buzz and an excitement about the newness of the team. I would say this myself. Like, the newness of the team was very exciting and interesting was the optimism to the level of, hey, this could be a team that's playing in the playoffs, or at least at the end of the season, playing with a game to go to the playoffs. I don't think too many people thought that.
1: Not at all. Brandon Scott is here with us, Sports Radio 610, down in Houston. So we we know that C.J. Stroud, especially during last year's draft, he was said to have been the consolation prize. And we all know what the hell is going on in, in Carolina. There doesn't appear to be a lot of certainties there. So we know about Stroud and has the opportunity to pass for four thousand yards, have one of the best rookie passing seasons ever. What else has taken place with the Houston Texans that America is not familiar with? Well, I would
2: I would agree with you about Stroud being being someone that everyone knew, but I think I, on, on the point about Stroud that I'd make is just that I don't think we gave enough credit to, or perhaps just did not know to the degree or level of how of how well he would make decisions and how accurate he would be as a rookie. Like his player profile, C.J. Stroud's scouting profile, would tell you that he's an accurate quarterback. Watching him at Ohio State would tell you that he was an accurate quarterback and obviously he had a tremendous amount of success. But the thing I don't think we could have projected or predicted about C.J. Stroud as a rookie was that he would be someone that would, as far as decision-making, the biggest things about playing quarterback are what? Decision-making and accuracy, right? Right. Well, we knew his accuracy was on point, but it was hard to know or predict that his decision-making would be advanced for a rookie. And so that's one thing that's been a revelation about C.J. Stroud, on top of the fact that his accuracy has stayed true to the scouting report. He's a really accurate quarterback on top of the really good decision-making. And he likes big plays. He wants to stretch the ball downfield. You look at, you talk about this offense. It is not a dink-and-dunk operation. This is a top-seven Believe well, yeah, a top seven passing offense right now in the NFL, and they are not dinking and ducking. They are stretching the ball downfield, and that is something that I would say the, the, the Texans fans and people who are observing the Texans are probably not used to, especially over the last few years. And then I would point out D'Amico Ryan, who I mentioned earlier. You know, it's hard to know, Jr. who's going to be a good head coach before they've ever done it, a first-time head coach. You know, it's, it's, it's probably even more difficult to predict than a quarterback. But D'Amico Ryan has been every bit as good as the folks who were optimistic about him becoming the head coach thought he would be. So I would would say that the Texans are better in so many areas this season because they have upgraded so much in the head coach and quarterback area, and and we understand how, how important it is to a team's success.
1: Brandon Scott here with us from Sports Radio 610 in Houston, Texas. The Texans getting ready to take on the Colts, trying to bolster their chance to get into the postseason. When you take a look at the defense, we know C.J. Stroud wasn't the only dude selected out of the draft. We know Will Anderson was right there, and I know he's dealing with an ankle injury. We also have the same thing with Jonathan Grenard. Uh, He's he's already been ruled out. What do you think this game is going to look like tomorrow night against the Colts?
2: Yeah, well, so he, like you mentioned, Jonathan Grenard, who is their lead pass rusher, at least in terms of sacks, he's their double-digit sack guy, is not going to play in the game. I know earlier in the week there was some optimism that he that he might be able to give it a go with Will Anderson. Keep in mind that he was he played in the last game and had a couple of sacks, but he had a snap count, a limited snap count, only played twelve snaps, but made the most of it. was was really close to dominant in the twelve snaps that he played. So I think it's going to look similar to that in terms of personnel. They are going to have, you know, there was a fear because all four of their starting defensive linemen were on the injury report. What it looks like three of them are going to play and then minus Jonathan Grenard. So, so I, I think that, you know, Texans fans feel good about, especially given how the health situation has played out for the team overall throughout the year, feeling pretty good about the way the health looks like going into this game. But man, I'm I'm expecting it to be a really interesting game of, of strengths of the the Colts, who have Jonathan Taylor, who's one of the very best players in the entire NFL, whether he's having a great year or not. Like he's a guy who can totally take over a game versus a Texans defense where you talk about things that are different now. Their rushing defense is one of the very best in the NFL after being one of the worst over the last few years. So, what does one of the top rushing defenses do? against one of the better running backs in all of football. And then, obviously, C.J. Stroud. I think Texans fans are expecting, based on the way that C.J. Stroud has played this season, when he's been healthy and when he's been out there, they're expecting him to outplay Gardner-Mitchell, despite the fact that the Colts won this game in Week 2. It, was, it, it felt like totally different teams and totally different experiences back then when that game was played in September. So so, so that's the feel around here, Jr.
1: Well, Brandon, there are going to be a lot of people tuning in to this game tomorrow who haven't seen a Houston Texans game all season long but certainly know the storylines and, and, and what they've been able to do. Is there a player or are there multiple players that everybody listening should pay attention to tomorrow that they might not be familiar with?
2: Well, on the defensive side, I would say, since we've already talked about Will Anderson, I would say pay attention to Derrick Stingley, Jr., this is a guy who was highly motivated. He was the number three overall pick by the Texans in 2022. If you remember, Jr. And, I, and everybody out here does, he was selected one spot ahead of Sauce Gardner, who was an all-pro and a pro bowler his his rookie year and has been a, named a pro bowler again in his second season. The feeling has been, I think, league-wide, but, but certainly in a lot of uh, pockets, is that the – you know the the Texans got that pick wrong. You know they should have picked the All Pro in Sauce Gardner over Derek Stingley. Meanwhile, Derek Stingley's just had issues staying healthy. And when he has been healthy this season, he's been really good, man. He looks like like an All Pro at the very least Pro Bowl type of cornerback when he's out there healthy. He had a, a period there where he had four interceptions in the course of three games. So this is a really good football player. I think Derek Stingley, is a, he's a quiet guy. He's not going to be a, a real flashy guy, someone you're probably going to read or hear a lot about. But he's a really, really good football player, and I think the nation is going to get a chance to see that. <laughs> and then I'll throw another name out there, a couple of other names on the offensive side that are like names that you know but maybe you didn't realize this is where they were. Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary. Dalton Schultz, of course, from the Dallas Cowboys in previous years, and Devin Singletary was the running back for the Buffalo Bills that they moved on from, and you know they're with James Cook now. Devin Singletary has quietly had a really good season for the Texans this year, taking over their lead running back job, and Dalton Schultz is one of C.J. Stroud's more reliable pass-catching options. So, so I would, I would point out those three names. Derrick Stingley Jr. is the cornerback on the defensive side of the ball, and Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary on the offensive side. What do you
1: think is going to happen? I mean, are we going to see some Texans in the postseason? I know we we got to wait on some of the other games. And, and what do they need to do, win or lose, to continue building in the offseason?
2: Yeah, I, I think that they're, they're going to have to – Get CJ Stroud some more weapons. I mean you guys are familiar, I'm sure, with Tank Dell, if you play fantasy football, I'm sure you're familiar with the rookie Tank Dell, who went down earlier in the season with a, a a broken leg, you know, so or I believe it was a fibula actually. So he he's gonna be back, but they're gonna need more than I think Tank Dell, Nico Collins, and Dalton Schultz is their featured guys. They're gonna wanna soup up that offense a little bit now that they know that they have a quarterback plays the way that I described earlier good decision-making elite decision-making you might even say with elite accuracy so I think they're going to have to continue to build this offense one thing that's interesting about them is that they've invested a lot of money in the offensive line Mm -hmm. but it's struggled to either play healthy or to either be healthy stay healthy or to play to the level that I think is the expectation Uh, even though Laramie Tunsil is is a pro bowler again um, I think that's something to keep an eye on. But as far as this game, man, I'm I'm expecting the Texans to win. I think that they overall have the better team. You know, they got a top ten offense, a top ten, uh, a top ten defense, or at least a top half. I should say a top half defense. Whereas the you know the Colts have neither of those things. Um, and so I'm, I'm expecting them to win this game. But certainly they've got to do a lot more to 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 build upon what they've got now to be in that conversation with the Baltimore Ravens, like you were talking about in your earlier segments, the Ravens and where the Dolphins are and teams like that are right now.
1: Well, I know there are going to be a lot of folks in Houston paying close attention to what's going on with them Jaguars. Not necessarily any expectation, but this is where we're at at the end of the season, man. Pretty, Pretty wild. I had people calling me over the past couple of years saying that they would not go back to a Houston Texans game, that they were giving up on the Texans until they got things together. And, I mean, damn it, things, things have changed rather quickly here, Brandon. So I'm just yeah, happy man, it, everybody it, down in Texas.
2: It, it's amazing how quickly, I, and I was writing about this not too long ago, Jr. it's amazing how quickly you can flip the script. Or, or, or how succinctly you can do it by just getting your head coach and your quarterback situation correct. You could flip the script. You're right. Nobody Even after that week two game when they lost to the Colts, nobody was talking about preferring the Texans situation over either the Jaguars or the Colts. They're going to be a sneaky pick to win the AFC South next year, and no one would have thought that. We thought around that time that it was the Jacksonville Jaguars division to run for years because of Trevor Lawrence. Now that conversation has completely changed.
1: No, absolutely. Well, good luck to the, the the Texans tomorrow. Let's see what happens over the weekend. It would be crazy if they get into the postseason. Uh, either way, this is a successful season for the Houston Texans. Brandon, I appreciate you taking the time to hop on. Where can people follow you and all your good work surrounding Sports Radio six ten and more?
2: Oh, I appreciate that. Is yeah, that Brandon K Scott on X, formerly Twitter? I'm still getting that right, calling it X. You know, mama named it Twitter. I'm gonna call it Twitter. But at Brandon K. Scott on X and, yeah, at Sports Radio 610, everything we do there online and, of course, on the app, on the Odyssey app.
1: Appreciate you for taking the time to hop on, Brandon. I look forward to talking to you into the future, okay? Good luck. Appreciate it, man.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.